He's got a beautiful backswing. That's, oh, he got all of that one. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Lay up with an iron into the hazard. Well, that wasn't quite what I meant, you know. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the 73rd Hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. Uh, obviously, this is released on Friday, but we are recording it uh, on Wednesday, right during the East Lake Cup. So I'm sure that Golf Oklahoma will have all the recap of the East Lake Cup. Uh, it'll have the best recap of the East Lake Cup and go to golfoklahoma.org and see all of that and follow Golf Oklahoma on Twitter as well as at the 73rd hole on Twitter and at 73rd hole on Instagram. Uh, T-Dub, today, uh, obviously we are not joined uh, by Colby Powell today, uh, but we have uh, heard some sad news uh, in the world of golf in Oklahoma over the past week. Uh, I just wanted to... uh, kind of start the show and I know this is a somber note but I kind of wanted to celebrate uh the life of Mark Fuller. Uh Mark Fuller passed away uh of a long battle with cancer uh this past week and uh Mark Fuller was my head pro at Oak Tree Family Side growing up and uh obviously played golf with his son Austin Fuller all throughout high school uh, and, and, and junior golf as well. And it's a great family. And, um, you know, it's just a big loss, uh, to the golf community in Oklahoma. Mark Fuller, not only was a great golf pro, but, uh, played on the great Houston teams in college as well. And was known, you know, around the country as one of the best playing, uh, club pros around in, in, in all of golf. And so, uh, it, it's been a big loss and, um, you know, it really, you know, makes me think, I, I got to be doing even more uh, than I already am contributing to the fight with cancer because, you know, it, it, it's just a terrible disease and uh, it takes the life too soon of so many uh, that we've seen. And, um, you know, I just wanted to, you know, share some memories uh, about Mark Fuller here before we get started with Maury Rose. Yeah, I mean, my, my heart broke whenever I saw that. I played, played a lot of golf with his son, Austin, and so I saw a lot of Mark Fuller growing up, and it was it was devastating because he was always class act individual to me, always spoke to me uh, very for quite a few minutes, and we always had great conversations. And I'm just like you said, Sam, the state of Oklahoma is missing one of the – really one of the greatest golf minds and golf individuals that the state has ever seen whenever it's all added up and said and done. So, I mean, my prayers, prayers and condolences could not go out any more out to the Fuller family and I sure hope that, uh, you know, Austin and everyone in the family is doing okay. No doubt, no doubt. Obviously a somber mood. and um, But, you know, we're, we're joined today by another legend in the game of golf in Oklahoma. And I, and I want to, you know, kind of preface this interview by, by saying, you know, Maury Rose has done so much for not only me, but you um, and junior golfers all around, you know, the state of Oklahoma for so many years started the OJGT, uh, has been, you know, not only helping with the OJGT, but the OGA as well as these guys get a little older. Uh, he's given, you know, the majority of his life uh, to teaching kids and not only, you know, at the OJGT and OGA, but in education as well. And, you know, given his life to kids and, um, you know, now that, the OJGT is 20 years old. 
we're kind of reaping the benefits and they have seven guys on the PGA tour from the OJGT now and, and countless, countless guys that have gone to uh, play college golf and, and even lower ranks of professional golf. And so I'm really excited to talk to Maury today. Oh, I mean, one of the best individuals this planet's ever seen. And the amount of good stuff that he has done for this state, not just golf-wise, but just helping individuals get into school. And he's going to have so many great stories to share with us. And it's always a pleasure to talk to Maury. He's, like I said, one of the best, not just people in golf, but one of the best people in general that this world has ever seen. Absolutely, no doubt. And uh, before we send it to a quick break, before the interview, uh, I want to tell everyone to go visit Ring Family Dentistry for all your dental needs. They have been in the dental business for over 20 years. Doctors Brennan and Philip Ring have a simple philosophy. Work with what you have, save what you can, and replace what you can't. While some dentists can over-treat, it is their philosophy that patients in their office should only have done what they absolutely need. Uh, so they have been treating Oklahoma City patients, like I said, for over 20 years. So give them a call. I actually played junior baseball, uh, Little League Baseball with Brennan Ring, a great baseball family. Phil Ring played as well. Dr. Phil Ring played uh, baseball as well. And so they're a sports family in Oklahoma City, but they also, uh, you know, are doing a little bigger things than I am, Brennan. That, 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 that's pretty cool stuff. You're a dentist now, and I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> so I think one of us was smart, uh, and it wasn't me. Uh, we're, we're helping shape the minds of America's youth, Sam. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. He's helping shape their teeth and give them pretty smiles. So uh, go visit Philip and Brennan Ring at Ring Family Dentistry. Give them a Google, uh, and it will pop right up, and go visit them in Oklahoma City. All right, we're going to send it to a break, and then after the break, we will be joined by the legend, Maury Rose. When something the size of a golf ball hits your roof, you need to call McRae Roofing. McRae Roofing is Oklahoma's designer roofing service specialist. For years, Jeff McRae and the experienced team at McRae Roofing and Exteriors have served fellow Oklahomans by helping them with their roofing needs. McRae Roofing uses only top quality materials and professional crews to make sure that each job is done right so it will give you the years of service, security, and protection you need from the unpredictable Oklahoma weather. McRae Roofing offers residential and commercial roofing, ventilation services, and custom copper designs. McRae Roofing is dedicated to exceeding the homeowner's expectations. It's not just a roof, it is your home's crowning glory. Call McRae Roofing today at 405-692-4000. That's 405-692-4000. Make sure to also visit their website at McRaeRoofing.com. That's M-C-R-A-Y Roofing.com. Don't get caught with a leaking roof. Contact McRae Roofing for your free inspection today. And now we bring on an absolute legend in golf in Oklahoma. Maury Rose has been helping kids for many, many years. And Maury, we're really excited to have you today. And our idea, uh, we were going to have you on the show as a guest, but then I decided, you know, let's just do a state of junior golf in Oklahoma and just have Maury, Maury on for the whole show uh, and just kind of talk not only about junior golf right now, but the history of junior golf in Oklahoma and just kind of uh, talk and just shoot the breeze with Maury Rose for a little bit. Maury, how are you doing today? 
doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. It's a complete honor to have you on, Maury. So I guess the uh, topic of conversation will be the uh, one of the best tournaments in the country. The Red River Shootout was this last weekend. Um, so kind of tell us about that. We had uh, Ben Stoller on our uh, latest show. He was the uh, winner in a playoff down there, and we talked about how close of a tournament it was. So kind of just uh, talk about that tournament from a viewer's perspective and also running the tournament. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a, it is a, a tournament set up between – this was the 17th year of the tournament. And it started out uh, as an idea that Dave Jones and TJGT and I had to get, at first it was going to be a Ryder Cup thing. And then, of course, Dave always thought big and he said, why don't we just get a, make a big, massive tournament out of it and figure some way to score it as individuals and also score it as a team each year. And so we went with it. And man, there's been some players in that thing. Um, Spieth, Patrick Reed, um, Kelly Kraft. And, of course, you know, all the Oklahoma guys that are on the tour that played, you know, uh, Gooch, Tway, um, and, 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 and all those guys played it. It's, it's had a star-studded, um, um, you know, field for years. And because of that, we've gotten a lot of attention from uh, the AJGA and, and, and all the ranking institutions. So it's just really good for the kids. It's a kind of a showcase for them, and there's a lot of coaches that show up for that. Yeah, and for people that don't know, the Red River is kind of the end of the year uh, reward for those kids for playing great on each junior tour throughout the year. Maury, I want you to go back to kind of the start of the OJGT because back, you know, it really just started right when I was a junior probably, you know, in the 20 – when did you start, Maury? 2007? 2002. Right? 2002. 2002. Okay. This was the 20th season. Right. So before that, uh, kids didn't really have any junior tour in Oklahoma. So how did you kind of come up with the idea of having the OJGT? Um, I don't know if he'll even remember the conversation, but when Dayton was playing at Oklahoma State, we, I was watching hit balls one day and was talking to Coach Holder about the state of junior golf in Oklahoma. He said, Somebody needs to do something, you know, to improve junior golf in Oklahoma. And I'm going, you know, and basically uh, it came down to the fact that Oklahoma is pretty much a year round golf state. And other than a month or two in the, in the whole year, you could have golf tournaments all the time. And by doing so, I hope that it would give kids more opportunities to play during the different seasons and all that kind of stuff and make them better. Uh, and that the tournaments needed to be at least two rounds. Um, and by doing it that way, um, you know, kids knew how to sleep on a lead, which is not always easy. Uh, uh, coming back, you know, from behind, all those kind of things in a one-day tournament that you don't get. Uh, so uh, I went home that night and just started um, putting pencil to paper, figuring out how, how it could work. And I made appointments with uh, Larry Flesner over at John Conrad, uh, Steve Carson out of Lincoln, Alsie Hyden at Lake Hefner. Uh, and uh, I went over to Tulsa and met with, uh, uh, at Bailey Ranch uh, with Corey. And uh, we had basically started with three tournaments on, on the west side and three on the east side. Six tournaments and a tour championship at Shawnee Country Club. And in our conversation, my conversation with Alsey, he, he said, what would you consider it to be successful? And I said, well, uh, and hit one of his things was, and I asked Coach Holder in our conversation, um, what about football on Saturdays and things like that? Would we be able to get a field? 
And he indicated to me, and it's proven out, that the kids that want to be good players will play golf with football season or anything else. And so I, I, I said, if we can get, you know, 50 players in a field and have 200 members, I would figure it to be successful. So I made some flyers and mailed them out to the different golf courses. And it had entry forms and stuff in there because it was before computer computer entries and things like that. And lo and behold, we had um, 250 members and we averaged about 80 kids a week. My goodness. But, uh, so there definitely had, I, to me, that meant there was definitely needed, it needed to happen. And so anyway, we've grown it and grown it since then, uh, not without a whole lot of help. Um, uh, one guy that's been with me for 17 of the 20 years is Kenny Carson, Steve's brother. And he's volunteered and helped us and been just in, you know, instrumental in giving us a hand, doing things that, uh, to, to aid us and, and work with the kids. He's been with me longer than anybody has. Yeah, Maury, uh, you know, even not even on the golf side of things, just kind of allude to the relationships that you've been able to make with uh, all the players and parents. We, when we had Ben Stoller on, he mentioned that you guys will say you love each other whenever you guys leave the tee box, and we were joking about, you know, what tournament director do you ever say you love them to? And, you know, you're the only one. So kind of talk about the relationships you made with all the kids and parents throughout your years. Well, you know, you guys may not know this, you may, but I spent 35 years in education and was a principal and a teacher and, 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 um, naturally had to, you know, I, I shouldn't say had to, I was in a position where I could develop great relationships with families and golf to me, this took the tour has always been a, a family or oriented thing. Uh, not just a bunch of kids walking around playing golf and going home. And I believe that golf should be a game that's enjoyed. And I think that players who play loose, and enjoy their, the people they're playing with and the families that enjoy talking to each other when they're watching their kids play golf, um, the kids will play better because they play loose. Um, and I always told my teachers when I was a principal that your class is going to be filled with kids whose parents are entrusting the most valued gift that the Lord ever gave them. And that's their children. And we owe them for that. That's quite a responsibility, but it's quite an honor that they've done that. And I've tried to take that into the tour that we have now, that the parents that sent those kids to us, they have entrusted us to parts of the part of their lives. And that's very important to me. No doubt, Maury. And we always talk about the brotherhood of Oklahoma golf. I feel like it's more tight-knit uh, than you might see in a Texas or a California or a Florida. And I feel like that all these guys, whether you know they went to high school or college together or not, are more close-knit. Why do you think that is in junior golf in Oklahoma? And why do you think that guys continue to be such good friends uh, throughout their years once they get older? Yeah, and of course, you know, Dayton's 39 years old now, and he still plays golf with kids he, kids that he grew up with playing in PGA Juniors. Yep. I mean, he still talks to them. They still go out and eat. And, uh, and I don't know, maybe it's the game itself lends itself to that. It's a lifetime sport. No doubt. Yeah, no. That's, a, that's a really good point, Maury. And so, you know, one thing that we were talking about earlier is – 
you know, how much junior golf has changed just along with really all of golf over the last, uh, especially 10 years, but even going back to when you guys started in 2002, how have you seen the, uh, the juniors really games change since you started the OJGT? Yeah, I, I, I see that, uh, junior players today, uh, you know, and, and of course I hear what's all about the equipment and all that kind of stuff and the, and the technology and all that. But, um, when I was growing up playing junior golf, athletes did not play golf. You know, uh, golfers played golf. And um, now you see guys on the tour like Kepka. You see these guys that are staying fit. And the junior golfers are doing the same thing. They stay fit. Uh, they have outstanding teachers, uh, local teachers uh, at their golf shops. Um, and the game is evolving because the game is now being taught correctly. Uh, kids today, um, I was taught that you just went out there and beat balls and eventually you'd hit it good enough that you'd beat everybody. And now they teach, they teach practicing differently. Mm-hmm. Y'all agree? I mean, I it, totally it's, agree. it's not just about, a, it's not about equipment. It, equipment helps. But, um, I can tell you this, that when I was a junior player, and I was okay as a junior, um, but I, I, I see you could take a kid that's playing today, our best players on the Oklahoma Junior Golf Tour. You can take them, and you could put carbon steel shafts and wooden heads and clubs and blade, blade irons, and you could put take bullseye putters, and they could have beat me. They could have beat our best players. They're better players. And it's a a lot of factors, just like I was trying to point out. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think the swings are better, the teaching's better, and also uh, through – thanks to you and thanks to people like you that have created these tours at a younger age, uh, these kids are learning how to win. Do you agree? Oh, no, no doubt about it. I mean, I was uh, was doing some statistical work the other day on the Red River about our kids because I kept thinking, boy, we got a bunch of young ones, a whole bunch of young ones. And, um, of course, there's a bunch more coming up behind them. But on my stat work and on the season, I look back and we had basically 10 tournaments in the fall. Eight out of those 10 tournaments were won by kids either in the 8th, ninth, or 10th grade. Wow. Boy, boys. Okay. Girls, four out of the 10 were won by 8th, ninth, or 10th graders. What Name some of those names off, Maury. I, I'm sure they would love to hear their name. Well, Stoller yep. won. Yep. Um, but um, Benton Manley won two. Okay, he's from the Tulsa area. Preston Albee from Choctaw won one. Ben Lathrop's an eighth grader. Okay. Uh, Grant Gudgel from Stillwater, he won one. Parker Sands from Edmond, he won one. Asher Whitaker from uh, Kansas won one. And William Hennessy won our tour championship shooting 69-69 at Shawnee Country Club in a 35-mile-an-hour win both days. Wow. And that's your that's your home course, Maury, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, talk a little bit yeah. about Shawnee, Maury. It's great. <laughs> Beautiful golf course. What What's your lowest I mean, round I, out I would, there? My lowest round in what uh, decade? <laughs> any decade. <laughs> any de- go by decade, each decade. Uh, my lowest round I ever shot was a 67. 
Very nice. And it's a very, 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 it's a very strong, demanding golf course with a lot of trouble on it. But I'm telling you, they keep it in wonderful shape. And the facilities are just outstanding. The clubhouse is beautiful, and I would, I would encourage anybody to come try it out. Maury, I, I'm just curious. You know, going back to you know the success that you guys have had sending players to college golf teams what's your relations like uh with those college coaches and and uh and i i mean even back when i was playing there were a lot of college coaches but i'm sure as the ojgt has grown you've just seen more and more college coaches just talk a little bit about that and uh and and your relationship with them uh well i hope i've got a good relationship with them but they they, they'll most of the time what happens is a college coach will start seeing scores because you guys remember we keep all the stroke averages during the season. Mm-hmm. And they'll start seeing who's winning. They'll start seeing the scoring averages and that kind of thing and what, what graduated class they are and that kind of thing. And they'll, they'll text me or call me or email me, and they'll ask me, how can I get in touch with this kid or that kid? And then uh, I commonly will tell them about the kid, you know, because they want to know what kind of kid they are, not just their, how they play. And uh, so anyway uh, – I will not give anybody the, 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 their phone numbers or anything like that unless I talk to the parents first. And that comes back from being an educator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's definitely a never had a parent. Yeah. And so um, 99.9% of the time, it's always been sure we'd like, and parents want to know who's looking at them. So right. I just let them take it from there. Yeah. But, I mean, it's uh, how how have you experienced the difference between you know like obviously you started twenty years ago with uh, you know the different college coaches like Ryan Hibble, Alan Bratton are the coaches now, but there were some coaches before them like Mike McGraw was mm-hmm. there. So kind of just talk about your relationship with all those uh, the great coaches that we've had in this state. Well, um, of course you mentioned Mike McGraw. He to me was he was he was my uh, beacon light of light when I got into junior golf because I saw what he did up in Edmond when he was up there. And he was kind of my guiding light in dealing with junior golf. And he and I have had lots of discussion about junior golf. And I tell you, there's not a finer man in the world than Mike McGraw. So we had a wonderful relationship, you know. Uh, and and um, uh, the OU coaches, uh, Greg Gross, um, uh, we, he and I still have a great relationship, even though he's retired. And of course, Ryan Hibble is a wonderful guy. Uh, and I've known Alan Bratton. Since he uh, since Dayton played up there, so anyway, I've got a good relationship. Uh, Kyle Bla- uh, Blazer that was at OCU and 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 Macaulay that has the girls program there. Uh, Andy Crabtree, there's just any number in here at OBU. Our girls coach um, Manlapeg. There's a, just a whole bunch of them, and, and 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 every one of those coaches has started to realize, I think, the quality of players that we have in Oklahoma. Maury, it, it is amazing. Yeah, Maury, you mentioned uh, girls golf. Just dive into that a little bit because I feel like the the level of play that we've seen, especially over the last few years recently, has just really improved on the on the women's uh, side. Uh, just kind of dive into that a little bit and just just tell okay. me what you've seen because you see it every week. I think it's really interesting. Right. Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get on this one more time about the young kids we had. Yeah. We had Beans Factor was a freshman, and she won. Back, we had four girls, forty won forty percent of the girls' tournaments. Raleigh Roberts and um, uh, Anna Kate Nichols and Emery Sharp's a little eighth grade girl from up in Kansas. Um, but yes, you're right. Um, 
I think boys golf has really evolved a lot, but I think girls golf has just really taken off. Um, when we first had tournaments, you know, years ago, um, I would say we probably would average about 11 girls, 12 girls in the field. Now we're averaging 25. It's wow. doubled. What do you think's led and to that again, shift, Maury? I think a lot of it's the, uh, the, the, how much better the women are playing on the tour. and They see the college girls getting success. I look at uh, the OCU girls program, and they are just shooting lights out right now. And so they're seeing what they see ahead of them that are ahead of them. That's kind of what they want to be like. Does that make sense? And the more of them yep. that's like that, um, uh, it, they're getting a, and the parents are, uh, are supporting it and they're wanting the kids, girls to play. And I think golf is wonderful for girls. Yeah, definitely. The parents going to get involved is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you a logistics question, more because when we had uh, Ben on our last show, he mentioned that I, I think he said it was the first tournament or maybe the first Red River that you guys had uh, live scoring for the event uh, with where you're able to mm-hmm. track and see where everyone's at. What were the logistics behind getting all that set up? Well, a lot of that was uh, was set up. Uh, I know Jay Dowdikin at the OGA office and 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 uh, Bob Phelps. Uh, Dane Williams, those guys kind of said, we're going to, let's get into the 20, you know, 21st century here, you know, and I'm going to shoot up, give me, all I cared about was, you know, paper scorecards. That's all I knew, you know, but, um, we, uh, the OGA through the USGA, uh, is, has, has access to the golf genius program. And that's how we do things. And, uh, through that. And so our entries and everything else goes through that. So they also have the ability to do a lot of things with it. And one of those is, is live scoring on, on apps. And so I said, let's get it. Let's do it. And the kids started, and some of them liked it. Some of them didn't. But they got used to it. One of my big deals when I was starting them was you've got it on there. You know who you're keeping the score for, with and, and or for and all that kind of thing. Um, I just want to make sure because everything you put on there is live. And I want to make sure that you, you can promise me that you will not hit a shot on the next hole until you've scored from the last one. And then that live scoreboard will really look good. Does and it, it did. Kids bought into it. Do, do, does each player put in their own individual score, or do they still keep another player's score? They keep theirs and another one, and the one that's, po- one that's posted is the other kids. But this is just like a scorecard when you have that little strip at the bottom and you keep your own score on it and to cut, you know, to – to uh, uh, when you get into the school board, you have your score on your, your card, and your, the guy that's keeping your score has your card, your your scores, and you just you uh, compare them to make sure they're accurate. That's when you great. Get the score. That's Basically, great. you have a phone instead of a scorecard. Absolutely, that's great stuff because you absolutely do that in college as well on golf stat. You enter your live scores because uh, you know there's obviously not big leaderboards out there. You keep track of where you are at on the leaderboard on the last day on your phone. Um, Maury, I- I'm curious to know. Uh, just take me through what work you have to put in, you know, to run these tournaments. Tell me what a normal tournament weekend looks like for you, because I think a lot of not only, you know, people, but kids won't, don't realize all the work that you put right. in uh, to running these tournaments. So get, run me through a normal weekend. Okay. Well, I, uh, and, and, and you got to realize that we first have to, we do, we do the schedule in, in, in December and post it in January. 
uh, and that involves a lot of contact with the golf pros. And, and, you know, our golf pros we work with are so supportive of what we're trying to do. Um, and anyway, so, but, but during the week, um, the first thing is, is the kids have to, of course, enter and we, 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 um, um, shut it down, you know, uh, a few days, like five days prior to the tournament starting. And then, uh, on Monday at noon before the tournament, uh, Jay, um, uh, does the pairings, you know, and, uh, the first, first week, the first round is always, uh, random pairings. And then the second round is always based on score with the higher scores in the division going first and the, and the leaders going last. Okay. And that's all taken care of on Mondays. Um, and then you know, there, if there's any other, if there's any alterations that need to take place, things like that, um, contacting the pros and making sure, of course, you know, we get the tee time blocks and that's where the pros are really helpful. Most of them will give me a set block of times and that's, that's when we can tee people off. Those are, those are big deals, you know. Um, then, uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday, basically any kind of prep work we need. A lot of phone calls are being made during that time with parents and kids and everything. And, um, and then, uh, on Friday, commonly, uh, we'll go over there and put the tee markers out, put the flags on. Um, and sometimes if I'm able to, I'll go out on the Wednesday before or something like that and, and mark the tee pads with a little hash mark so that you guys remember that, so that you would know where you're going to be playing in case you're playing a practice round, you'll know where we're going to be playing. Absolutely. Yeah, that was really big. So it, and, and, and to me, those were things, um, when I worked for the Future Collegians World Tour for 10 years, that was one of the big deals that they had us do was do those little things like that that make their event um, more efficient, make it go over better. Uh, it's a better product when you do all the legwork in front. Plus, from my from my end, it gives us the ability to enjoy the kids and their family. We're not sitting there chasing our tail on something that that we should have done days before. Does that we're ready? Mm-hmm. How have you noticed or seen the tour change since you guys started giving AJGA status? I know that that is a big oh. attracting point for not only kids in the state, but really all over the country. Well, and when you you guys had the ability to have the OJGT before, I'm not sure we were getting point stars when you guys. I think we were towards toward the end of your stuff. Not, yeah, yeah towards the kid. pretty close towards the uh-huh. end, I believe. Yeah, ahead, there, at the yeah. very end of my my high school. So yeah, yeah. It, it was it, it was later on. So yep. Yeah, it took us about 15 years to get that kind of status, uh, and a lot of it, um, a lot of it, I've got to I got to give credit to the TJGT because they went to bat for us and they said, listen, these guys are are, are if they don't beat us, they're close to beating us every year, and they've got every bit as good of players as we do. And so they started giving us stars. It was a lot because of the reference I got from Dave Jones of the, the TJGT. He supported us 100%. And while always thanking for that, and our kids have to thank you, you know. Because before that, and you guys know this, if you wanted to play in an AJGA and you wanted to get stars, you might have to drive to Dallas or drive somewhere where they were having a, a qualifier, mm-hmm. you know, for those things. Yep. It's expensive to travel like that. By and large, most of our tournaments, if you live in Tulsa or Oklahoma City, you could drive back and forth if you wanted to, yep. and that saves parents a lot of money. Absolutely. You know, um, and so that, that 
was part of my thought. If we could ever get that, they could pretty much stay home and, and get it. Get the right. stars. Right. No doubt. You know? Uh, Maury, one thing that it really impresses me that you do is you still keep in touch with all your old players. And and, it, and it's really impressive to me that um, not only do you care while you're taking care of those kids while they're on the OJGT, but you'll give us a call and just be like, hey, how are you, how's Sam doing today? And, yeah, and right. you know, just talk to me a little bit about that because that's not normal, Maury. Like, that is a, a – a trait that I think a lot of people should have, but they don't. And just talk to me a little bit about keeping in touch with your old players. Um, well, of course, you know me well enough to know that I'm sitting starting the Oklahoma State amateur match plays and stuff like that, and the Oklahoma opens and all that. And it gives me a chance to see uh, some of the kids that I want to say this that I raised. Right. Because they're you, you guys are my kids too. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Very and special relationship. Very. And, and, and so, uh, when I see you guys, it thrills me to death to catch up. And, uh, I always said that one of these days I'm going to sit there and I'm going to be on the tee and, and some 12 year old kid's going to come up and I'm going to look back and it's going to be a kid that played when he was 17 or 18, when we've started the tour and this is his kid. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> That's going to make kind of a weird situation. <laughs> Absolutely. It's not too about, far about away, Maury. <laughs> Yep. Yep. So, but, but, um, but no, I just, you know, if you care about the people that you're around, then to me, that's a very serious thing. You're in the people business. We're in the people business, you know, uh, and watching these kids grow and, 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 you know, guys, it's not just about golf. If I could tell you a quick story. Absolutely. If you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. I got a call from a grandfather about three years ago from Kansas. And he said, Maury, my grandson, he played, you probably don't, you probably don't even remember his name. He shot in the mid to high 70s and never won a tournament. But he, um, we found a small school that would give him enough of a scholarship that we could pay the difference. And not have, and so he said he graduated in four years from free optometry, and when he graduated, we hadn't had no debt. Wow! And it dawned on me how rare that is with kids going to school that they don't have college debt. Okay, no doubt, no doubt. And so um, he, then he then he signed a federal grant to finish his optometry degree to become a doctor. And they, he had to promise that if he, did, in order to not have to pay it back, he would have to go practice in a uh, small town of five thousand or less for at least five years. And he did that. And the grandfather said, "Other, other, he's been practicing now for five years, and the only debt that we have is his equipment." Wow. And I thought, you know, it's not always just about golf. It's about some of the things that golf has taught people that had nothing to do with the game. It has to do with character. And I've always thought it was more important as much or more important that a kid learn those trait living life traits that they learn through playing competitive golf. 
Yeah, Maury, what do you what do you think some of those traits are? I mean, I, it's kind of hard to describe because, you know, me and Sam both played on the tour, and like you said, you kind of raised us. But what do you think are some of the intangibles for some for maybe a parent listening who has a, a kid growing mm-hmm. up that they can kind of, you know, relay onto their children? You know, what are some lessons that you right. think that you learned that you can't really, right. you know, just hand them a book and say, oh, hey, this is how you're supposed to do it? Right. Well, I think um, a lot of it is I'll start right off the bat and say it's honesty and integrity. This, if it's, this game is taught right, you will be honest and you'll have integrity. Okay? Uh, there are other things. You have to be aware of your surroundings and be aware of what the other players in your group are doing and make sure that they're playing with the rules. And golf is not an easy game with the rules. You know, and, 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 it, and it's governed by a set of rules, and everybody's supposed to be following them. Especially in junior so, golf, it's not easy because the kids are learning no. as well. And I, you know, most most of the rulings I do have to do is something about a, a drop or something from a cart path that the kids don't really know how to do, especially younger ones, you know. And, and, and I'll say this, too, about that. I think U.S. kids does a marvelous job with those really young ones starting when they're like six and their parents can caddy for them and they teach them how to do those simple things, uh, uh, you know. So those are but, – but there's a lot of traits that you learn in golf. It's, it's respect. Um and, and and if it's done right, you never wish ill will on another player. Oh yes, you want to win, but you don't you don't wish them ill will. And I think those are things that our world needs to do a lot more of that right now. There's no doubt about that. Yep, a hundred percent. Maury, I'm curious if you go back um, from the time you started to the time now. Just name me maybe four or five names uh, that jump out on women and men's sides that just made you go wow of, of the talent level and and probably the four or five best players from each side um and i hate to i don't want to make it another player angry because they're all you know uh but there there have been so many um of course you got the guys on the tour and by the way another thing i'm very proud about is that we have like i want to say seven that have status on the pga tour right now that's amazing it's unbelievable. You know, yep. Um, um, but you can take all those guys. Right. You know, they evidently have done very well and are still doing well. Uh, Gooch and Tway and um, all the way through yep. to, you know, uh, McGreevy yep. and uh, Taylor, Taylor Moore. Moore now. Yep. Right now. They're just getting their start. Yep. Austin awesome. uh, and, and Quade Cummins. This, yep. Yes. Yep. And Aunt Quade and, and all those guys. And, and you know what? I look down here at the kids. We had three, let's see, the lowest scores, we had a 63 shot this year. Wow. And that was shot by a sophomore. Okay. Yep. Uh, and we had uh, several 64s shot, and they were all by underclassmen. Wow. That's absolutely just unbelievable. <laughs> and you know what, guys? And you remember this when 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 you were there, um, if you knew uh, that to win a, a, a golf course uh, on a golf course, it's not the most difficult course in the world, but you were going to have to you're going to have to shoot eight or ten under par to win. You buy gosh practice till you can do it. <laughs> it definitely makes yeah. you want to be better. There's no doubt about that because right. no one likes losing. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Nope. Right. I mean it, and and and. If you're and you and and again, one of the things back to our deal about 
integrity and all the values that you get. One of the things that impresses me uh, about our kids, and it's something that you all were taught, I wasn't taught that, okay? And that is, when you're finished with a round of golf, and you may have just shot 82, but you take your hat off and tell them you had a, enjoyed the round. Yep. And our kids do that all the time. Uh, some kids will come to me. Um, I remember when Jake Hopper, kids getting ready to go to OU, um, came to me and get, won his first trophy when he was 12. And when he walked up to get his trophy, he took his hat off and shook my hand. And he was the first kid I ever remember that did that. Mm-hmm. And now more and more of them are. So, I mean, they become ladies and gentlemen as well as good competitors. And you can do both. Yeah, I remember whenever I was playing, I, it kind of was frustrating as a player because, every, like, if you're watching the final groups come in, everyone reacted the same after the round if they shot 65 or 85. I never knew how well anyone played more. And that means that they're learning how to concentrate and they're maintaining the composure and they're doing what they're supposed to do, you know. And, uh, and, and Because there's only one person that can hinder you on the golf course, and that's you. I, I've seen it happen. <laughs> I've been one of them that it did happen to. So <laughs> it's my fault. So we're we're releasing this show Friday, Maury, but obviously the last round of the uh, Eastlake Cup is about to happen, and uh, three of the guys that are on the OU team for the Eastlake Cup, uh, Drew Goodman, Logan McAllister, and Jackson Dow, you saw them play. What, what did you see from them growing up? Okay, um, I can tell you, let's see, about, uh, about um, well, Jackson has always been very, very, level composure and all that kind of stuff. And the other two are too. Um, but I can remember as like a seventh grader, Logan coming up. Of course he wasn't as tall as he is now and that kind of thing, but, but he would shoot in the high seventies. His eighth grade year, he'd shoot in the 75 to high eighties. And all of a sudden he showed up as a ninth grader. He never hardly ever shot over Paul. <laughs> and so the light somehow, and this gets back to my teaching. Kind of like that first grade teacher that looked at that kid, and for the first time, that kid read, and the light came on. You know what I'm saying? And yep. golf goes through spells like the same thing. You, you 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 put barriers between you and trying to break 80, or you put barrier about trying to break 75, and then even par, and 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 all of a sudden, every time you guys tell me if you remember these days, because you will. Um, the last time when you tried to shoot in the 60s and you did it, you go, that wasn't near as hard as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, <laughs> it just kind of comes naturally. Yep. Yeah, and it, it's a progression. And and I see that all the time. But uh, Andrew Goodman, Andrew's always been a real special kid. I mean, Andrew um, is more of an emotional, emotionally driven player, and he, and he's, he pushes himself is what it is. Mm-hmm. He he really really pushes himself to be the very best every time he swings the golf club. Um, I call him a- Andrew, um, <laughs> but I guess he goes by Drew now. Um, <laughs> but but anyway, um, every one of those kids is a little different. But but Drew Drew's one of those kids, and Logan too. When they get it going, they don't they don't think there's any any um, any, any any ceiling to what they can shoot. They're just going to play. So they get off 18. 
And and that's the recipe for low scores. And Quaid has it. Another kid that we haven't talked about, Mason Overstreet had yep. it. Yep. Has it. No doubt. And, um, so, I mean, I don't know. I I would have to put Drew and Logan and, and, and Quaid up there pretty high. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, now, competitors, I mean, really, really tough competitors. The three that immediately come out to me are McGreevy. Yep. And, and and Taylor Moore. Absolutely. Yep. And Taylor Gooch. No doubt. No doubt. I I, to, I could not agree more. They all kind of have that uh, mindset, like you were saying earlier, of athletes. It, it, they have that mindset of maybe, you know, an athlete instead of a golfer, if you agree. Well, I think you've probably heard me say this, Sam. When Dayton was being recruited – by the Alabama coach years ago, I asked him because those coaches will send out a, a, like a player profile sheet for the kid to you know fill out and send in to him. And almost every one of them will have it on there. What other sports do you play now or did you play in the past? And I asked the Alabama coach, why do you all ask that question? He said, because we feel like that you can take an athlete and make a golfer out of them but you can't make a golfer and make an athlete out of That's a really good point. And, you know, one thing I noticed between those three guys that we were talking about is that, you know, they, they just go out and they they almost kind of knew they were going to win a lot of times. Like whenever mm-hmm. I would play with them, it's just like there was nothing stop. There's at least nothing I could do to stop them. And, uh, you know, <laughs> no. they're just running me over. So, I mean, it's like you said, it's just that different athlete mentality of, I think it's nowadays kids want to go out there and win as opposed to, what I what I remember a lot of people doing is being timid and being scared to lose is really the main mm-hmm. thing that held kids mm-hmm. back. And there's not a bigger recipe to lose is to try to keep from losing. You often uh, reach your destination <laughs> by trying to avoid it. <laughs> right, right, right. No, but you know we were talking a little bit ago too about the progression that the tour did, and I I ran the tour out of my house for eight years. Wow on basically just volunteers helping me and that sort of thing. And then I had the opportunity to bring it to the OGA. And that's also when we started getting stars and more status and that being a lot aligned with the state association. And I can tell you what, guys, you got to go a long way to beat Mark Felder as the director I've never asked him for anything that he, he didn't get for me. And then Jay Dowdikin. And then Bob Phelps. Uh, and then, of course, like I said, I, we've had Kenny for 17 years. So, And then Dane, Dane Williams has now gone over to Lincoln to be the, the um, uh, head golf professional under Aaron over there, the director of golf. And we're happy for him with that opportunity. But I can tell you what, the OGA is alive and well and doing great things for golf in Oklahoma. No nope. a lot of scholarships to kids and all that kind of stuff. It's unbelievable. Absolutely, no doubt. I, I, I want to go back to Taylor Moore real quick. You mentioned yeah. his name okay. and and just talk to me a little bit about what he has meant uh to the OJGT since he left. Obviously his tournament uh is a big deal for mm-hmm. junior golf and uh probably one of the premier tournaments other than the Red River that that you help run. And so uh just talk to me a little bit about how Taylor Moore has helped contribute even after he left. Well, you know, Taylor Taylor is one of those kids that he came to us just when he was on the corn ferry before he had PGA tour status. 
And um, he said, I want to make our junior cha- OGA junior champion championship the premier junior championship in the, in the United States of all the states. And he, he and his, his sponsors put, a, put money behind it to make it happen, you know, to make it special. And, and, and you know, um, he didn't have to do that, you know, and I would, I would tell Stoller, about to go play college golf and all that stuff. Same thing a guy told me one time. He said, now you've benefited from golf because you signed your letter of intent, but now you have a responsibility to give back tenfold to make sure those behind you get the same thing, opportunities. And that's what Taylor Moore has done. He has is, he is, he is done, done what he could do, you know, to, to see that other kids um, benefited from, from, you know, benefited from from the game itself you know and is going to give back to make sure other people have the opportunity too yeah we were out there Very. covering the tournament one day more and there was there was ropes up there was gatorade coolers oh, yeah. full i mean it, it looked like a pga tour event out there <laughs> mm-hmm. yep well and some of them play like to play the pga tour <laughs> there's no doubt about <laughs> yeah. that they, they, they make it look a lot easier than it is um you know more well, we were kind of alluding to it earlier about the the rules and how complicated they are is there in in all years of doing the ojgt or just watching any golf is there any rule situation that really sticks out to you and you're like man how in the world is that possible <laughs> you know i honestly when you all uh, bob phelps i don't know if you've met bobby or not oh, great bob, guy. Yep. bob bob uh has made uh expert level on the rules and he's done PGA championships senior. He did rules to PGA senior, I think at the, at Southern Hills, he's gone and done the PGA club pro championship. He's got a impeccable uh, reputation with the PGA of America on, 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 on his, him as a rules official. So when I have guys like that, I don't, a guy like that, I don't have to worry too much because it's going to be done and done right. You know what I mean? According to the rules. And boy, he knows them. And Mark knows them. I probably am the weakest rules official on the deal, but uh, but I'll admit it. You know, um, but there's been a lot of rulings that have that have come up kind of kind of wild. You know, but usually usually most rulings that I've been involved in that get difficult is when a kid's had an opportunity to get their hands on the ball on how to drop it or when to drop it or could they have picked it up and moved it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, as long as absolutely. they don't ever touch it, we don't have a problem. Uh, the biggest problems we have is when we play the ball up, right, right, cleaning points or whatever. Because then we end up with with people moving it closer to the hole, and somebody catches them. That kind of as long as you don't touch your ball. It's pretty basic, simple. Yep, no doubt. Have Have you noticed since they changed the rules back in 2018? Have there been any confusions there? Like for example, people dropping uh, from shoulder height instead of waist height, anything like that? I think since that, the first year, it was you might catch them. You know, and a player in the group says, remember, put it from you. The kids will help each other. If they're about to break a rule, they don't want one of their guys to stand line. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. Uh, took about a year for that one to all you know, clear itself. Uh, the first year, they had that drop, they call it a drop four rule, where if you hit it out of bounds, uh, um, you have an option of re-teeing it or re- replaying the shot uh, and hitting your say if it's off the tee, it'd be hitting three. Or you could get up there where it went out of bounds and drop it and be hitting four. And at first, we had a kid um, tried to drop it in four, you know, uh, but you have to have that on the rule sheet. 
that that is in play. Yeah, that, a, that rule is in effect. It's a local rule. And if not, it's it, it, right. And so uh, other than that, you do it the way it's always been done. Maury, I'm looking outside today, and it's a rainy day, and it just takes me back to some of the fall days we had <laughs> on the OJGT. The only time I've ever heard anybody cussing at, Ro- at Maury Rose's name uh, would be when we're out there in the in the freezing cold and rain, and 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 Maury, you always had us playing out there. But I I thank you for that because once you get into college golf and and upper levels of golf, you have to play in anything, and that's one sure. thing that you don't see on many junior tours is the the tournament leaders willing to stick out a rainstorm uh and and not only like you see a lot of rain delays sometimes where guys could be out playing we were out there in the elements and maury just talk to me a little bit about that and and your thought process in that because you were notorious for we're gonna play right well you know i i think about that a lot and i and i tell the the parents this and they backed me. I've never had a parent argue it. The point. Uh, I don't. I have the most wonderful families and parents that, that you could ask for. They 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 entrust us to do the right thing with their kids. You know. Um, and one is putting them out there when some sometimes uh, it's kind of questionable. You know, conditions. There are two things that cross my mind as far as not playing. Is the golf course playable? Will they let us play for one thing, right? If it's, if it's playable or not, if the answer is yes to that, then that's item one. The other one, is it safe to play? But safety and the ability to play the golf course, are the only two factors and the rest of it, you better go play. Yep. A hundred percent. I I absolutely love that. Hey, Hey, Sam, comfort does not, Enter the equation. <laughs> no, you got. You better bring your hand warmers and beanies and about four rain jackets. Yep, a hundred, a hundred percent. Well, Maury, we really appreciate you coming on the show today. Yeah, uh, and just tell me uh, and tell the listeners um, if anybody is uh, wanting to contribute or make a donation to the OJGT and helping junior golf in Oklahoma. Where can they do that? I think they can. I, I don't know the exact address to give you, but but you can call the OGA office and talk to Mark. Okay, gotcha. At 405-848-0042. He'd be glad to visit with you about it. And awesome. some kids are really going to benefit from it. There's no doubt about that. We, Me and Sam can attest that we're two of them that did. So. Absolutely. I still look That's back right. on those well, days, and they were the most important days of becoming uh, a man. So, Well, you were great kids, and I'm sure you're going to be great. You're, you're already great young men, but you're going to continue to grow. I know you will, well, and uh, I just I just appreciate you all sharing your life with me. Of course, anytime, where like you said, you helped raise us, and uh, we could not be more honored and privileged for all the help that you've sent all the other well, kids yeah. in Oklahoma. Well, and uh, the feeling is mutual. 100%, Maury. Yep. We appreciate okay. it, Maury. Have a great day. Call me anytime and come see me. I will. Same I will. Way. All right. See ya. All right. Be careful, boys. Bye-bye.